Hello and welcome to episode 36, Short Change, of a crazy little thing called Love Day. Let's begin the show as usual. everyone coping with the coronavirus is anyone isolating themselves yet i've been isolating myself yep the doctor told me to go and do it but i think he's just backed me into a corona (laughs) yeah it's a joke i read earlier on uh had it on facebook here's another one i'll be wearing a face mask all day around town and i've been laughed at but i don't care because my skin feels moisturised moisturized and hydrated. <laughs> oh, it would have been funny if I said it right. Anyway, yeah, they're, they're the two jokes. Oh, no, I've got another one. Here's another one, uh, which is true. Isolation may not be a good thing, but my KD on COD has hit 2.1. You'd probably only get that if you're a gamer. So basically, my kill death rate has gone up. That's a lie. I'm still rubbish at Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, there's another one. Okay, last one. My parents are quite good at doing this social distancing. They've been sleeping in separate rooms for years. <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Well, there we go. There's the um, Corona jokes for you at the moment. It's not a joke, is it, really? <laughs> Corona. Oh, mate. Gigs are being cancelled left, right and centre. Uh, I don't think I've got a gig now to, like, God knows when. When it comes, but when we go back to our normal lives, I suppose. That's when the gigs will come back. I know there's a couple of, I haven't checked my diary, there's a few that, like, this week and next week have been cancelled. Um, so, it's not good, fortunately. But anyway... I did do a gig yesterday. Uh, I'm not going to say where it was, but it was in a little cafe. There was around about... They said they sold 26 tickets, but there was about 12 people there. 16 if you want to include the bar staff. 18 if you want to include the <laughs> the other comics. Um, it was a bit of a strange gig because the MC was struggling at the beginning. And it was quite a very chatty crowd, so it... Felt like a workshop slash invading somebody's drinking time in a pub slash cafe. So anyway, when I got on the stage, the landlord decided to take orders from some of the punters in the pub. So that 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 was a that was strange. So he was taking orders. Everyone could hear what they were ordering, and I was just standing there, standing there going, "Yeah, I can wait. It's fine." Take your orders. Then he moved on to another table. <laughs> so I had to reintroduce myself, start my set, and there was this table in there. And to be fair, one of them was a proper laugher. He was enjoying it. But there was another guy, and he was like, whether he didn't like me or not, I don't know, but he just kept chatting. Like, every time I did a joke or a pun, like, he'd look at it. I don't know who that person was, but he'd look at this girl. And like he pulled a face as if to say, I'm confused, I didn't get it. And then there was times where she was explaining the joke to him, because that's how thick he was. 
And I think I've got a feeling he knew he was just he's been a, an idiot, basically. He's been an idiot. But then what happened was um, I did it. I was doing a joke, and it was my Monopoly joke, which I love doing. My Monopoly board joke, and um, and then he just went, "Oh, now I remember who you are." And I was like, "Hey," because you're that Indian guy from the restaurant who shortchanged me. And I thought, what a thing to say. Do you know what I mean? Like the gig is going. The gig is tough as it is already. I mean, there were people laughing, but there wasn't many in which didn't have that comedy atmosphere in there. And then you have to come out and say something like that. I thought there's no need for that, mate. So I I didn't get angry. I was just annoyed, and I called him a racist B-word. And um, he didn't say anything then. I just carried on. So I played on it. I did my taxi driver joke. And then he, he just... He just, oh, he's been an idiot, man. He just carried on all the way through, do you know what I mean? Like, giving me funny looks, and I don't even know if he was laughing. He was probably laughing at some bits, but... And then, anyway, I've done the, done my spot. I come off stage, and uh, I went up to the other comics, and they were like, nah, that's out of order, man. You know, there was no need for that guy to say that. You know, oh, I remember who you are. You're the, the, the Indian guy from the, the restaurant. He shortchanged me. I thought, yeah, that's out of order. I said, I get it all the time. So when I do gigs, like, I've never mentioned this before, but like I'll do a gig and there'll always be one or two people who give you that funny stare to say, you know, oh, there's an Asian guy on stage telling jokes. Like, I can always sense, do you know what I mean? I can always sense when people do not like you. I might be just over-exaggerating, but I always get that sense of feeling where, you know, I mean, I remember doing a gig a while back. There was a, it was an older generation, and it was a gig down in Kenilworth, and everybody was facing me. Right, there was a like there was a few tables there, but everybody was facing me, watching the comedy. But there was this one particular guy who was quite old, say sixty plus, did not look at me. <laughs> he was looking at his missus, and. Like, he was looking at her as if to say, why are you laughing? Like, And he had this whole back to me, and I thought that was so strange. And then I felt awkward because he wasn't looking at me, and then I kept looking down at him, and he wouldn't make no eye contact. There was no eye contact. I took a picture of this, the room. Well, somebody took a picture of me on stage, uh, which was a good thing. And you could see clearly that he's not facing towards me. Promoter of the gig said... Oh, I found out why he was doing that. It's because um, he's deaf. <laughs> I thought, deaf? Nah, that's that's an excuse. And he was going, nah, nah, everyone's saying he was deaf. That's why he was not watching the comedy. I thought, why would you bring a deaf guy <laughs> to a stand-up comedy night? Yeah, unless he might not be deaf. He's just lost his hearing. But why would you go anyway? Like... If my missus said to me, come on, we're going to watch a Bollywood film, and I was blind, I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> Maybe just for the music. But what's the point? In it, do you know what I mean? There's no like narrator telling you what's happening. I didn't have anyone there next to me doing doing signing. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was strange, man. It was strange. And hard as it is for us comics, you know, we, we can't get any gigs. All the gigs have been cancelled across the UK. So I've had, like, weekends cancelled on me, which is not nice. So it was nice for me to go out 
yesterday and and do that gig but it just didn't help with that guy being there and there was another comedian on there called eric rushton and um he had a go at him can you hear my kids shouting can't record anything in my ass so yeah the what was saying eric um he he had a go at the guy and he uh, recorded it <laughs> and he put it on my facebook because i put it out on facebook um you know what happened that night that day uh yesterday should i say and anyway, basically, I did the spot, and I come on, I went over to the comedians, and I said, I said, I get it all the time, you know, like I just told you guys, I get it all the time, and I said, I bet you any money, he's going to come up to me, and he's going to say, I enjoyed your set, mate, or he's going to try and shake my hand, I said, I, I bet you, guarantee you any money, and you know what, a couple of minutes later, he come up to me, and he, as he was walking up to me, I said, told you, like that, you know, under my breath, to the other comics, so he put his hand out, and he was like, mate, I'm not a racist. I've just come over to tell you I'm not a racist. And he had his hand out. And I normally, like, I would shake the person's hand and say, don't worry about it. But I wanted him to feel how I felt when I was on stage. You know, I wanted him to feel like an idiot. And he left his hand out and he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a racist. I'm not a right. And I was like, whatever, man. Jog on. <laughs> Jog on. And there's your £6.20 that I owed you. So, yeah, I'm being an ethnic comedian. It, it's difficult, I suppose, you know. Um, maybe it isn't difficult. It's probably why, like, I mean, my material is subjective. So, you know, some people say, oh, you're a little bit on the edge. But I do it in a humorous way, I reckon. Well, I suppose so. <laughs> yeah. You have to laugh at racism. That's what it is. You have to laugh at racism. That's all I can say in it. I, I apologise if I've mentioned this before in a podcast. But um, I did do a gig once. And I was on stage. And I was struggling, man. I'm not going to lie. I was struggling on stage. And there was this guy there. And he was dr- proper drunk. Like He was proper hammered, man. I don't think he was with anyone as well. Because... It, was, it looked like a bit of a loner. He's probably going through some mental health issues. And um, anyway, what happened was he got kicked out for interrupting and he was bothering some people in, in the audience. And um, as he was getting walked out, he said, F off. And then he went, you stupid. And he said the P word. And I was like, whoa, like it was so unexpected. Like, were, what? Like, I didn't take it to heart. And the audience were like in proper shock. I've actually still got that video. <laughs> I've still got the video. I don't want to mention what club it is because it's not fair on the promoter. Or the town that I was in. And because I love gigging in that town. It's one of my favourite cities to gig in. Yeah, so that happened. And then the audience were like, oh. And then they started apologising. Going, we're sorry, we're sorry. You know, I was like, I was thinking, it's not really your fault, guys. And I went... Oh, this guy's made this gig even harder. <laughs> the audience, it kind of turned the gig around. So he kind of helped me out, to be fair. It turned the gig around. Um, you know, I started laughing at it, playing on it. And um, yeah, it basically turned my gig around. So racism can work in a good way, I suppose. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that's it, man. But I don't want this um, podcast to sound all sad and gloomy because I'm already losing listeners. Why am I losing losing listeners? I don't understand. I mean, I thought I had a good podcast. Is it my voice? Is it, I don't know, the music I play for it? Is it the no stupid questions or is it the weird news story? 
I have no idea, but um, let's change the tune and let's let's do the, the no stupid questions, yeah? So today's no stupid question from Reddit on the no stupid questions forum is brought to you by Just Use Solution. It was actually just posted 56 minutes ago, so that comes in handy. And it kind of relates to the race issue I've just been talking about. So the question is, my co-worker is Asian. I'm guessing Chinese. She was adopted by a white family. Is she considered white or Asian? <laughs> uh, mate, I don't think her being adopted into a white family would make her white. Because her skin is probably yellowy brown. <laughs> I don't know what skin can you say an Asian guy's got like a Chinese guy. I don't know, man. <laughs> Fair brown. Fair, fairer than fairer brown? I don't know. But, yeah, um, I think she... Yeah, I would consider her as Asian. But her her um, adopted uh, mum and dad, whites. So that, that shouldn't really matter. Anyway, let, let's see what this guy... He's got more to say, apparently. So his co-worker's Asian. She was adopted by a white American family. There we go. Definitely from China. <laughs> Or Korea, or Vietnam, something like that. Anyway, when she was six months old, so she was adopted when she was six months old, she doesn't speak her native language. Nothing wrong with that. Nor feels connected to the culture. Okay, I see why you're asking the question. The only time she's been to a country of birth is when her family took her and a friend to visit on a high school graduation trip. Okay, well, she should experience some of her culture, I guess. Some of her, you know, her ancestors. She has recently revealed that on her demographic surveys, she selects Asian because, A, technically, that's what she is. Oh, no, Sherlock. And that's what she's seen as. So that's got me curious about how the data in these surveys are used and what are they intended to measure. Are they meant to find out the population of first-generation minorities or immigrants? If so, how do people in their situation impact the results? Not such a stupid question, is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I tick the survey boxes, I always put down British Asian, because that's what I class myself as, British Asian. I'm more British than Asian, to be fair. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know about my culture. You know, I still listen to my Bangra music, Bollywood music. Don't watch Bollywood movies. Um, but yeah, you've got to be in tune with your... Um, your ancestry stuff, and yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I mentioned this, but my brother did a. Uh, this is a good time to bring this up. My brother did a DNA test, and it helps me not having to do one now because he's done one. And apparently, so a couple of granddads away, that <laughs> twelve granddads away, we've uh, my granddad actually like very first granddad actually came from Tehran, Persia, the old Persian Empire. So that was really interesting, which makes me think I might have a bit of, like, Genghis Khan in my blood. <laughs> it wasn't Genghis Khan, but that type of empire. And they were quite powerful, and they came to India and tried to invade it. They did invade India, actually, the Persians. The Persians are the ones who brought the naan bread, believe it or not. So the naan bread actually, actually originates from Persia, and a lot of their spices do. So, yeah, I can see where it all connects yeah, so it makes me wonder about my own culture and ancestry and heritage. So my my surname is Barpega, but it's actually it's actually pronounced Barpaga. 
in Punjabi. <laughs> Burpanga. The first Burpanga actually that say that he killed a he killed a lion. Right. This is a background story that I know. And he killed a lion, but now I'm thinking he probably didn't kill a lion. Maybe he did kill a lion, but he was actually from um, Tehran. He's from Persia. <laughs> I can see one of them people killing a lion, definitely. So yeah, I mean, like in my blood, I've got Persian. So we're all connected one way or another, aren't we, in this universe? Um, I'm not going to do a weird news story today because podcast is long as it is, and I just wanted to put this point across, really. So that's it. But um, yeah, keep tuning in, keep listening, keep supporting the podcast. One thing you can do for me, guys, right now. I mean, I'm not getting any gigs or anything like that. But please share my podcast, um, like it, leave a, leave a review on Apple if you can. Just tell your friends. All right. I mean, they're probably like in quarantine now and they can't do anything. So just yeah, send them link. Drop my link to them and. So check out this guy, Love Dev. Crazy little thing called Love Dev. Um, I'm going to go now because it sounds like my food is coming. Uh, You've been wonderful. Take care of yourselves. And I will see you for episode 37 real soon. (laughs) 